0: Welcome to the Expansive Astrology Podcast, where we look at using astrology beyond the tropes and horoscopes to tune into the natural forces around us and within us, honoring our true nature to craft our future. I'm your host, Melissa the Self-Care Witch, and I'm here to help you meet your magic. Without further ado, let's begin this week's episode with a tarot reading for The Collective. Hi, welcome back. It's episode twenty five of the Expansive Astrology Podcast, which apparently comes out on Wednesdays now. <laughs> which, uh, if the solar eclipse hit your heart and your house the way it hit my heart and my house, uh, you might be right there with me. <laughs> you might totally understand why I needed an extra day. Um <laughs> not that it was bad. Well, I mean, it was kind of hard, and uh, I have a unique perspective because I've met with three other clients today who are um, experiencing similar things that, that I am experiencing, you know, the, the same but different, if you know what I mean. So, like, um, if if you are not in that boat, if this weekend's new moon, or I guess it was really, like, like early, early Tuesday morning. Um, if it was hard on you, I'm with you. I hope, um, that you're recovering. I hope you can, maybe we can find some medicine here together. Um, if it didn't hit you hard and you're having a hunky dory time, like awesome. So happy for you. (laughs) Today, we're going to talk about Scorpio season. We're really diving in. I'm going to share with you my take on Scorpio season, how I utilize Scorpio season, the medicine of Scorpio season. Um, I'm really excited for that. Scorpio is one of my favorite signs. Uh, But first things first, collective tarot reading. Hmm. This is a four-card check-in spread for the collective. So some of of the things I say might really resonate with you. Um, Some things might not so much. Uh, I encourage you to take what you need and leave the rest. And stay open to seeing how these things may unfold for you or play out for you over the week to come. Okay, so first of all, present for us is the Strength card supported by the Eight of Cups. Hmm. An interesting duo. So the strength card is ruled by Leo and really brings us into considering the relationship between um, courage and vulnerability. The strength card invites us to touch in with our heart, open up our heart, see our heart, be in our heart. The full formidable force that it is. In an undefended way and allowing others to do the same, like both like witnessing, letting ourselves be witnessed in that and witnessing others in that too, right? Remembering that others have a a very fierce, full, vulnerable heart. And in the strength card, anytime it's pulled, we get to really consider just like our our influence over any situation really, but especially like difficult situations. Our influence, um, when we show up in a defended, guarded way, it's more likely that we will be met and matched there if we can show up trusting and surrendered and undefended, accepting and welcoming, it's not a guarantee because everyone has their own process. <laughs> and some people, you know, they'll be how they'll be no matter what is going on around them, right? But like if we can surrender and soften and lead with an open heart, lead with authenticity and vulnerability, it's more likely that we'll be met in the same way. Again, it's not a guarantee, and that's not even the goal, really, but considering how we impact our relationships, how we impact the world, how the state of our heart, impacts the world and how we're meeting our heart, how that impacts the world. So like, um, kind of just to reiterate, like if we are approaching our world with a hardened heart, knowing that there are a million reasons to close off and harden our heart, right? Like that's where the work is. It's hard. (laughs) It's hard. (sighs) But when we approach the world with a closed off heart, sure, we may be, protecting ourselves against certain things and we're also preventing like so many other things, right? Like, ah, emphasizing this idea of holding our heart exactly as it is, as fierce and scared and, um, sometimes kind of, Um, heavy or ugly you know as imperfect as your sweetheart is like a willingness to be with that in a soft way in an open way finding sweetness there finding safety in that that is supported by the eight of cups (laughs) which is uh, it's about having the wisdom to walk away even if something looks good it's the wisdom to walk away from what isn't working even if even if like it kind of is working (laughs) you know um even if it looks great even if we've been working toward it for a long time even if um we've been doing the thing according to plans, right? Like if, it, like things have been going perfectly, unfolding perfectly, and yet not. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say perfectly, right? But like um, things appear well enough. But having the wisdom and the courage to walk away when needed, following our inner call, even if even if things look great. And maybe, I often read this card as like walking away from things. But maybe I should emphasize that it's it's like also as much as we're learning to walk away from what isn't working. Also learning to walk toward what does work. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that sounds kind of obvious or, or I don't know. But um, there's this sense in the Eight of Cups, that the person is following their inner knowing, they're following divine guidance, they're following their intuition. Because there's a big old moon in the sky staring right down on them, supporting them, guiding them as they walk away from eight beautiful cups that are stacked. There's almost a full pyramid, and yet this person is moving toward where they are being called. This is a theme for Scorpio season. I feel like Eight of Cups is um, rather Scorpio. Scorpio is about um, aligning more closely with what we truly are, with our most raw selves, by allowing death and rebirth and regeneration like surrendering to it allowing it sinking into it welcoming it thanking it this idea of like whatever is gone is never really lost it's fuel for the fire it's compost for the garden this um, solar eclipse is meant to illuminate what needs to go what needs to be purged from our lives and whether that's something very um, obvious and external, like a relationship or a job or a habit or something like that, or whether it's um, something more internal and subtle, maybe something that nobody else would ever like understand or see or know is going on, <laughs> um, the willingness to get real about what is and isn't working. Even if other people would be like, what, you're crazy, things are fine, it looks great. <laughs> um, Even if there's a big part of you, your heart or your ego, that's like, I can't walk away from this. This is everything I've ever, been, uh, this is everything I've been working toward. How could I move away from this? Or I can't walk toward that. I don't know anybody who's ever walked toward that before. What would that even look like? Very Scorpio vibes. (laughs) Very Scorpio, new moon, solar eclipse vibes. Very eight of cups vibes. So that idea of walking away from what isn't working, walking toward what is working, following our guidance, even if we're unsure or even if things seem or look great as they are. Having the trust, the discernment, the wisdom to do that or courageous work that's um, coupled up with the strength card this week. A reminder to hold the heart, consult the heart in its full force. Defense is down, like just look at it. <laughs> uh, that's present for us our lesson this week, what we're learning is Queen of Pentacles. We are learning how to step into the Queen of Earth, how to step into Capricorn energy, Cardinal Earth. The Queen of Pentacles caretakes the caretaker. The Queen of Pentacles knows how to dig her hands in to the earth and all that it can provide her all uh, all the goodness (laughs) like she is the queen of using her resources earth meaning everything available to her everything available to her soul as a human which you know our our human experience in these limited bodies on this earth you know there's there's limitations and there's um very specific needs, right? And this queen, no, is she's the expert of using her resources, using everything that's available to her to her benefit, you know, and not in like a manipulative, selfish, um, you know, taking, taking, taking way, you know, in a but in a resourceful. Just expert way. And it's all for the sake of, you know, we fill ourselves first so that we can serve our, our little kingdom. She is the queen of returning to what is nourishing. And knowing that she deserves it. The queen of pentacles reminds us and permissions us to serve ourselves so that we can serve others. This means connecting with our resources in the most, in like the deepest way. Everything. Every sip of water, every meal, every therapy session, any benefit that your job offers, you know, if you're stuck in a capital capitalist hellhole, at least take advantage of the little perks that they offer and take full advantage of them. <laughs> you know, I don't know, like finding every single way to feed yourself. And this, this word resourcing always comes up when I pull the queen of pentacles. Our connection to source... Or spirit, or the divine, or God, or or the universe, or that which is greater to us, right? Some people call that source. And when we are resourced, we are we are like um, reconnected with our source. We are replenishing our ability to connect with source. We are refilling um, what sources us and our kingdom. What gives us you know, energy and motivation and, um, and the ability to serve ourselves and our little kingdom. Don't skimp on it. So coming up in the lesson spot, (laughs) that feels almost like, (laughs) I hope this doesn't happen to anybody, but just as an example. Okay. She also came up reversed. I wasn't going to mention that, but Um, uh, it's important. (laughs) That is important for this one. I don't always read reversals unless I'm like guided to and told to. And, um, yeah, as I was about to say what I was about to say, I was like, Ooh, yeah, that reversal is important. Um, the queen of pentacles reversed showing up as a lesson could be those times where we are resisting rest and resisting rest and resisting rest (laughs) until we catch a cold, And then we're forced to get into bed for a week and or more just to um, attend to that cold where maybe our body was calling for rest as, you know, intervention before we reached that point. You know, it's hard to say whether the cold would have come or whether it would have been you know, the same intensity had we heeded the call to rest four days before. You know, I don't know, but uh, probably maybe <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Queen of Pentacles, don't let that happen to you, right? Like, heed the call to resource yourself in every way that you possibly can. Ah, you know what else that means? It means like. Asking for the sliding scale pricing. It means, like, I'm just saying, like, taking advantage, not in, like, a sneaky way, but taking advantage of every resource available to you. Not skimping on your self-care. Not skimping on your needs. Tend to that before it becomes, you know, um, a true emergency. <sighs> so important and given all of that our anchor this week is the page of wands <laughs> more leo energy fixed fire energy the page of wands is like the student of wands they are like the student of uh the fire suit and her the element of fire <laughs> and The element of fire is about like passion, motivation, our drive, uh, what matters to us, what like fuels us and keeps us going, what calls to us. And the pages, I always, I always mention this. Many people will say that the pages are. underdeveloped, they're kind of naive, they're newbies. And I really like that Lindsay Mack says that the pages are fixed and that they are students. They are devoted students in the most, like, in the fullest sense of the word, they are like fresh out of the textbooks. This page of wands just graduated wand school. (laughs) They are They have like fresh, deep, committed knowledge to the textbook definition of what it means to like live with the wands, you know? And this was something that they would tell us, like, coming out of grad school, because um, for many people, but, like, I guess it's more common or it's a big problem for graduate students. I don't know if that's, like, all graduate students or specifically people in the helping field. I know it's just very common in general, but um, they emphasized it a lot as I was graduating my master's degree um, in counseling that, like, yes... Having a lot of experience as a as a counselor um, is valuable, of course, and a lot of people seek out counselors with a lot of experience, uh, and like we need experience, not to not to say that that's a bad thing at all. And we also need people who are fresh out of school, who are fresh out of the textbooks, who have a fresh point of view that is also like um, informed and educated and like rooted in. So it's like, don't underestimate a brand new therapist. Sure, maybe they don't have um, the experience that goes along with being in the field for 20 years. And they have a different strength, right? They have this strength of um, being new and fresh uh, and yet, like, educated. Like, um, Hmm. So when I look at the page of wands, I see somebody who is so devoted to their wand, so devoted to their fire, so devoted to their passion. This page consults their wand before doing anything. This page is just devoted to living a wand um, first life, a wand centered life, a fire centered, heart centered passion fueled life and maybe the page has some room to learn how and where to direct that fire right but um but it's fixed fire it's not it's not mutable like we don't really have to worry about we don't have to worry about that um what we do have to worry about is are you living in alignment with your heart are you living in alignment with your fire Are you deeply connected with and rooted into your inner flame? That's our anchor for the week. We get to step into our inner page of wands. We get to play dress up with the page of wands. So I hope this feels empowering and helpful for you. I kind of like this spread. I'm hoping that the energy for the rest of the week (laughs) is a little lighter than it was um, coming into this new moon, and I don't mean to project my own difficult new moon experience onto all the rest of you. Um, Like I said before, I hope it didn't sound sarcastic when I said it before. Um, (laughs) If it was easy for you, that's so great. I never like expect these things to be bad or hard, right? I knew kind of what some of the themes were going into it. And I, I kind of wasn't prepared for how deeply it would hit me. Um, and, and just to share this with you, um, my husband, it, this new moon happened on two degrees Scorpio. And my husband's sun and Pluto are on two degrees Scorpio blows my mind I'm like kind of just like watching him like happy birthday how are you doing (laughs) um so I hope everybody's hanging in there I hope everybody is finding medicine and I hope that as we move into the rest of the week um that it's easy (laughs) easier um and juicy and fun but I'm blabbing Let's get to the point. It's time for the expansive astrology of the week. We are officially welcoming in Scorpio season. Let me tell you my take on Scorpio. Scorpio is our second water sign. So we're building on what Cancer has started. And then Pisces will take us even deeper after all of that. (laughs) But Scorpio is our fixed water sign, ruled by both Pluto and Mars. Its phrase is I desire. It is represented by the scorpion, and it rules the house of death and rebirth, or regeneration or transformation. The tarot cards associated with Scorpio are the death card, the tower card, and the judgment card, as well as the page of cups. Scorpio season encourages us to truly drop into the deepest parts of who we are. We're embracing release, death, and change, shedding a former life in order to welcome in even more strength, alignment, and authenticity. This season, we're working with themes of attachment and control. Connecting with your intuition and the deepest parts of yourself, passion and desire, shamelessness and intimacy, it's going to get juicy. So let's talk about all the different things that make Scorpio what it is. Along with Cancer and Pisces, Scorpio is one of our water signs. Known as the source of life, water makes up so much of our very being. Water is emotional energy. It is healing and nurturing and can navigate itself through obstacles gently or with great force. We all know that when we bottle up our emotions and don't allow them to flow and be expressed they eventually explode, like a failing dam. (laughs) Scorpio is water energy, meaning it is emotional, vulnerable, and intuitive. The four fixed signs are Taurus, Leo, Aquarius, and Scorpio. These signs are the ones that are not easily swayed, Their power is in their ability to focus energy deeply. The fixed signs are associated with firmness, perseverance, and stability. These are the signs that provide structure. They solve problems and lead the way. At the same time, fixed energy is known to be stubborn and inflexible. The confidence and self-assurance of fixed energies can be a gift, or it can be asinine and rude. (laughs) Just something to be aware of. Ruled by Pluto, Pluto is known as the Transformer, the planet of death and rebirth. Pluto rules beginnings and endings in life and isn't shy about uncovering what needs to be seen. New life comes from decay and destruction. And Pluto helps to teach us that the things we lose are never actually lost. Pluto teaches us how to let go of attachment, roll with the punches, the little deaths that life throws at us on a regular basis. Pluto helps us face our fears, our attachments, and shows us our vulnerabilities. And this is not to say that all death and loss and transformation and change is supposed to be romanticized and we're just supposed to be okay with it. It's not necessarily like that. We are allowed to grieve and feel upset when we experience these things. So it's not about... Just always feeling totally okay with everything that happens. Because it's like, oh, that's Pluto. (laughs) Classic Pluto. Uh, It's not, you know, that's bypassing. That's, That's spiritual bypassing. It's not about just feeling okay with all of it. But Pluto teaches us how to experience and accept loss. Even with the messy uncomfortable feelings that come along with that it's not about putting a bow on it and making it seem pretty but rather teaching us how to move through it and tolerate it scorpio is also ruled by mars the warrior and initiator this is the planet of physical energy force aggression boldness. Mars is the planet that spurs action. It's how we move through the world, how we get things taken care of. Known for governing anger and temperament, passion and adventure, Mars is known to be a fierce protector. And I think that Mars correspondence is why a lot of people think that Scorpio is a fire sign. So We get to explore what are you passionate about and how do you protect those things? How do you engage with those things? Do you avoid challenges or do you tackle them? Are you a fighter or a peacekeeper? No matter how your Mars energy shows up and comes through, by developing a healthy and effective relationship with these things... become more confident, healthy, and effective individuals. Scorpio is represented by the scorpion. Like cancer, Scorpio has a soft, vulnerable, emotional inside. And to protect that, (laughs) it has a fierce, strong, death-causing, deadly exoskeleton. Something interesting about scorpions is that they don't hunt. They never hunt. They wait for their prey to come to them. It's interesting. And so this season we're exploring our attachments, what's important to us, how we defend those things. And using the scorpion as inspiration, I kind of want you to check in. When do you lash out (laughs) or not just lash out right but like when do you take action on something when what what does it take for you to set a boundary or make a change or do something do you wait until it comes to you and then you're forced to act to save yourself And like, maybe that's not always a problem, right? But it is something important to know about yourself and to kind of just keep in mind. Or maybe you fall on like kind of an opposite end of the spectrum where you are like overly proactive to the point where it's no longer like a positive thing. It's no longer proactive. It's just like overactive, over-defensive, unhelpful, a waste of like your energy. In ancient Egypt, the scorpion was idolized in the form of Selkit, the scorpion goddess, the protectress of the dead. And in the Christian tradition, Scorpio symbolizes Satan in the story of the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve are tempted by Satan to give in to their curiosity and desire. Roy Gillette says, quote, This act is Satan's revenge for the divine judgment represented by the preceding sign Libra that saw him and his followers cast out of heaven. The Libra and Scorpio allegories can also be understood as metaphors for internal spiritual progress. Destructive attitudes isolate us from good judgment and lead us to lose something precious as we cling to passionate needs that never satisfy us. Unquote. I always love Roy Gillette's point of view. And you all know I'm a big old nerd for the ways that each sign um, supports the next or builds toward the next. So, seeing the way that Libra and Scorpio are metaphors for um, our spiritual unfolding and growing closer to authenticity and alignment, couldn't be more perfect. <laughs> um, also represented by the Phoenix. The Phoenix is a mythological bird of immortality and regeneration, it lives. For several hundred years before bursting into flame, dying, and regenerating from the ashes. Scorpio is passionate and raw. Tapped into what it knows it wants and needs without shame. That's why the phrase for Scorpio is, I desire. This is a season to continue conquering shame. And to honor our deepest desires for what they are. What is it that you desire? Really, like all the things. Be shameless about this. Be honest. Shed any embarrassment or fear. Claim what it is you want. Connect to the deepest part of you. Connect to your root and ask yourself what. Do I desire? Don't be afraid to be a person who has desires. We often shut this part of ourselves down out of fear. Fear of not being able to obtain what we desire. Fear of having too much desire. Fear of not deserving those things that we desire. Fear that it's impossible. Be a person who has desires. Name it. Claim it. This is the season to dive in there. So really go for it. That being said, this is also a season of letting go. Death, rebirth, and regeneration. So we're going to be talking about loosening up on our attachments as well. There's a beautiful middle ground to be found here. The space between being a person who is passionate, raw, and shamelessly holds desires, while also being a person who loosens their grip, welcomes and change, and who knows that what is meant to be, will be. Ruling the house of death and rebirth, we're reminded that Death and decay, nurture and create and cause new life. We learn how to let go of the old to establish new. Scorpio invites us to practice letting go of what we are attached to, which allows us to reclaim what it is we are and want to be. And what we are meant to be. This allows us to shed old lives, old expectations, old selves, and evolve into even better, even truer, even closer. The house of regeneration is where we find our give and take with the world, where we find our trueness. So this is kind of the challenge of Scorpio energy, learning to let go of attachments, of control, to let go of ourselves and allow ourselves to be reborn, to foster our passions without the burden of attachment. Beware of this pattern. Passion turns into intense attachment, which turns into jealousy, which turns into resentment, which turns into vindictiveness, which turns into shame, and which turns into self-loathing. And that's never good. So, this week, I'm going to share two disempowered Scorpio energy, disempowered Scorpio traits, and then I'll leave you with empowered Scorpio. Disempowered Scorpio energy is possessive, vindictive, resentful, brooding, jealous, selfish, controlling, Defensive, protective, domineering, secretive, isolative, obstinate. If you find yourself in that place, just notice. Detach a little bit. Assess your attachments, right? And we're, we're going to get into this a lot more later this season. But when you find yourself in any of these like disempowered places, assess where you are. See if you can kind of let go of attachment. (laughs) Experiment with that. And see if you can shift into uh, the empowered version of that disempowered trait. So for example, um, disempowered Scorpio is jealous on the empowered side of that. Scorpio is passionate, protective, and loyal. When you find yourself feeling jealous, can you shift into the more empowered positive expression? Empowered Scorpio is passionate, perceptive, and fearless. It's mysterious and taboo. It's curious Empathetic, imaginative, and emotional. Empowered Scorpio is persuasive and magnetic, determined, ambitious, and idealistic. Scorpio is sensitive and vulnerable, and it's here to help us shed a former life touch in with our deepest desires our deepest truths so that we can welcome in more strength more alignment, more authenticity more passion Mm. Hmm. so that's my intro to Scorpio next week is tarot week. We're going to be looking at Scorpio energy through the lens of the tarot, looking at the death card, the tower card, the judgment card, and the page of cups. It should be a good one. But before then, I have an astrological forecast for you. This is just an incredibly brief look at what is coming up in the sky over the week to come. Some of the more major transits, as well as the times that the moon will be void, of course. My intention is not for you to overly structure your lives around these things, but rather to surrender, stay open, and observe how these things might happen to play out for you. This week's astrological forecast is printed in the show notes, and all of these times are in Eastern Daylight Time. First up, Thursday the 27th, the moon is void of course from 12:27 a.m. until it enters Sagittarius at 6:55 a.m. And then Friday the 28th, Jupiter enters Pisces at 1:10 a.m. Saturday the 29th, the moon is void of course from 9:10 a.m. until it enters Capricorn at 9:21 a.m. That's a really short period. Also on Saturday, Mercury enters Scorpio at 3.22pm, meaning the Sun, Mercury, and Venus will all be in Scorpio for us. I hope you're ready! <laughs> Sunday the 30th, Mars will be going retrograde until January. Monday the 31st is Samhain, or Halloween. And the moon has a short period of being void, of course, from 11.14 a.m. until it enters Aquarius at 11.43 a.m. And then Tuesday, November 1st, we have the waxing half moon in Aquarius. And I intend to have episode 26 out on Tuesday. (laughs) Um, If I have a hard time with that again, and it's seeming like it just aligns better for me to do this on Wednesdays, three times in a row, then I'm going to stop fighting it and I might just change it to Wednesdays. But either way, um, I'm committed to being here for you weekly. Actually, I'll just share this with you since we're at the end of the podcast and only the real ones are still here with me. Um, I love you if you're still here with me. Thank you so much. Um, Part of what was coming up for me with this solar eclipse was a whole lot of self-doubt. <laughs> um, and I started thinking like, should I even be doing this podcast? I don't know. And I, um, I was like, I need a sign. Please give me a sign. And um, today I got a really big one, a really exciting one, a massively affirming one. So I can't wait to share with you what that is, (laughs) Uh, because surely you will know about it. Um, But hopefully it all, you know, hopefully it all pans out and comes through. But regardless, um, I got the sign that I was needing. So uh, I'm just really celebrating that. I'm really excited for what that could mean for me in this sweet little podcast. Um, Anyway, I'm just very excited. So I will see you next week for Tarot Week Scorpio season. Um, Also, keep in mind, you are always invited to my moon meetups. The next moon meetup is Sunday the 6th in preparation for the full moon in Taurus, which happens on November 8th. If you would like to support the podcast, I do have a membership option. It's just $21 a month. It means so much to me. My members mean so much to me. It's the Meet Your Magic Monthly Membership. With the membership, you receive an all-access pass to all of my moon circles, as well as a monthly tarot spread, a five-card in-depth spread in your inbox, which, if you're interested in that, now's the time, because I'll be doing the November spreads here in the next week. Thank you so much, to my members. Um, I appreciate you so much. And, um, I'm really excited to see how that might be able to grow, but, um, thank you so much for being there. Thank you so much for being here. I am so, so thankful. I really hope that it serves and inspires, Uh, please never hesitate to let me know how I can support you more deeply. And until next time, take really good care of yourself. I'll see you later. Bye. Now, before you go, let me keep your ear for just a moment. This week's episode is brought to you by www.theselfcarewitch.com, my bread and butter, where you can find more information on my current courses, offerings, and other fun ways to connect with myself and yourself. If you enjoyed this episode and you dig what I'm doing here, please subscribe to the podcast, rate it, and leave a review. It helps so much. And if you'd like to connect with me, head to theselfcarewitch.com. I'd truly love to hear from you. Until next time, take care.